It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Back for another edition of Tailgate on the Quad. Uh, we have Jeff Collins finally being fucking fired. UConn starting a 6'3", 300-pound lineman at running back. And it was a good week for me last week in picks. So stick around and check it out. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed students. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well. Thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's gonna go eight four this year, and half those kids are gonna transfer. Are you sure? Kiernan, as you furiously type in the background, how you doing, pal? Uh, I've been better. I I have been better. I, I'm a little disappointed about the picks, if I'm if I'm being honest. I I thought I had it this week. I was confident, and uh, even despite the fact that uh, we both got the game right, I lost because of the over under and bullshit like that. So I'm a little bit salty, if you will. I was gonna say you you did lose that Kansas game just uh, because of the over under because we were both. Kansas wins, covers, and just the over-under is what got you this week. Yeah, I know. It, it's rough. Uh, I did give us both an L on Tennessee. Uh, I could give us both a win if you want, but also, and we'll get more into this later, but think about it. If yeah. you want me to go four for four, your choice are either you go O oh for four and I go three and one, or I go four for four and you go one and four. So think about it. There's your options. But you know who else is having a bad week? Jeff Collins and the Georgia Tech athletic director who were both fired this week. Fucking finally. It is ironic that we just talked about it last week and then a week later they get fired. Well, we were going to be talking about it every week until they got fired. I was going to bring up every week how Jeff Collins still had a job. No, I agree. I'm just simply saying that it, it is kind of ironic that literally, you know, a, uh, what was it, 
four days later after we recorded or whatever it's like boom fired just that's moved. fair yeah that's fair uh do you buy into these Deion sanders to georgia tech rumors by the way at all uh i don't only because i think he's much better suited to jackson state uh and if he were to go anywhere in a power five school it most certainly would not be georgia tech I I agree with you. I think he's not going to Florida State after their four and zero start. Uh, the U is not going to hire him. I don't think he'd go to the U, but a Florida school. Uh, that's really it. The only reason I'd think of of him going to Georgia Tech is when he played. He played in Atlanta and he was electric there too. So he would clean up the state of Georgia for recruiting. That is true not clean up georgia would still probably have a better class but georgia tech i hate this phrase i think you shouldn't use this phrase until you win a national championship but i think georgia tech would be back for the first time in 30 years 20 Plus years years yeah whatever it doesn't Did really they, matter i think they won in like 90 in the 90s or the early 2000s i can't remember but I, i'm really curious because i think Georgia Tech, I think Nebraska is a better job right now, but I don't think Georgia Tech's as big an embarrassment as Nebraska right now. That is true. I also think I'm actually going to change my position slightly to say if he were to go to Georgia Tech, I think it would be a great stepping stone uh, for future career advancement. Uh I'm not necessarily saying, oh, he's going to take over, you know, the job at Alabama or anything like along those lines. But I think it would be it would certainly be uh, helpful for his own. I mean, he doesn't need it, but, uh, you know, prime time in prime time would sound really good. That's true. But also, I don't know if he cares about that necessarily. The media does. Uh CBS or ESPN or Fox would love to say primetime and primetime whenever Georgia Tech was playing. But Deion Sanders is a big enough brand on his own. He doesn't need to go to a Georgia Tech. He doesn't need to go and play on primetime every week. He could just stay at Jackson State and people would still people would be talking about Jackson State. Uh, that that is true, but it also comes into the fact. I mean, it's kind of hard to to determine where things will end up because of all this conference realignment and NIL deals and stuff like that. I mean, he stole the number one uh, receiver. It, was it this class or next class? Anyway. This, this this past class. This past class. That's what I thought it was. I just couldn't remember. He'd probably steal the <laughs> next class too, but that's not the point. I think with him being at Jackson State, I agree with you that he already is getting the media attention uh, to HSBUs, right? I don't know. Anyway, historically black colleges. Uh, HBCU, yeah. HBCU, thank you. Um, And I think him, I think what he needs is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, I guess, emphasis on, uh his team because i like he doesn't have the the 
the gravitas of an Alabama or a Georgia or, you know, an old school uh, Ohio State and Michigan and things like that. So I think if he had that behind him and the backing of boosters and things like that behind him, that he would actually be able to far outpace the recruiting abilities of many other uh, top schools. Not saying couldn't beat could beat Alabama. I'm just saying could take a larger pool of their resources. That's fair. I think he would rather wait for one of these blue blood programs. Maybe that is Nebraska. I don't see him going to Nebraska. And I think he can wait, though, at Jackson State for Mike Norvell to fuck up at Florida State like he has been doing every year before this year. Or until, I don't think he'll wait until Saban retires because that's going to be a decade. But I think he can wait at Jackson State, keep doing well. They lost in an upset last year in the FCS playoffs, but I think it was against South Carolina State. But I, I think he can just wait it out, and I don't think he's going – to leave within the next two years. I don't think he'll get out of Jackson State next two years because I think his son, uh, Shadir, is going to stay there for two years. I don't necessarily see him transferring. He's probably the best FCS quarterback right now. He was started a game like 17 for 17 with four touchdowns a couple weeks ago. So I, I think he'll at least wait until his son or Travis Hunter transfers or graduates or goes to the draft. So... I don't know. It, it's all a disaster. Uh, someone said Dion to Auburn's basically a done deal. AJ McCarron said he has source at Auburn who said Harson is basically already fired. Okay. I mean, the, that latter part. The Harson thing makes sense. The, the Dion. Yeah. The Dion Sanders thing makes no sense. I mean, it'd be cool to see him at Auburn, but I don't think he'd necessarily want to do that. I don't know. I. Because at Auburn, they've shown that they get very fire happy. Yes. If you have a bad year, they will fire you. Uh, And part of that comes from recruiting. I think Paul Feinbaum said that Gus Malzahn struggled recruiting at the end. That's why he was fired. And then Brian Harson doing the same thing now. So he's probably fired. I don't think Dion will struggle to recruit. But there could be a concern that Auburn gets fire happy. They give him a massive contract. He doesn't necessarily live up to expectations in year one. And then they spread a rumor that he's sleeping with a student or something like they did to Brian Harson, which I think would hurt the primetime brand a bit, not the sleeping with a student part, but the not being a great coach at the FBS level and then getting fired. Yeah. I mean, that makes, I, I would, I would agree with you there because, uh, and and then and then what? Where do you go from there? Like, do you go back down to FCS and just say like uh, as a one-time thing, or like do you try and find another Power Five school to go to? And I and think, will they take you? That's the other thing. Oh, they'll take him. I think once Brian Harson gets fired, another school, another FBS school will take him. I think any coach fired by Auburn should get a mulligan. Any AD should look at that and go, yeah, well, it was fucking Auburn. Of course they're fired. <laughs> uh, like, Auburn's an idiot. They're dumb. They don't know what they're doing when it comes to coaches. Uh, oh, also, Dion does do stuff with Barstool. It, I'm not saying he would give up career opportunities to keep doing that, but would he pass up a not great opportunity that would technically be a move up to keep doing Barstool stuff too? 
And I don't mean like uh, if yeah, a that's... blue blood program comes knocking, he's going to say no. But like if Georgia Tech comes knocking, if Nebraska comes, if Auburn, like he might take pause and go, I can keep coaching my son. I just got the number one recruit in the country and I can keep doing the barstool media stuff that I enjoy. Yeah, I'm just going to stay at F- at Jackson State. I'm going to get to the playoffs every year in FCS. It doesn't matter. I mean, that that's a great point. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it sort of situation. But at the same time, like, you're not an FBS school. And I guess that hampers your – I'm not going to say it hampers your reputation because that sounds like it's a negative thing. But, like, it's almost like, could you do better? Like, could you? Like, we want to see if you can actually make it. I mean, I'd be I'd be pumped if he could. But, like, it, I think it would be a thing – that he might regret later on down the line and only for himself, really. I, I, I don't think anybody, anybody looking in at Jackson state would go, Oh yeah. Keeping him was a mistake or, Oh yeah. Him staying there was a mistake. I think he himself might regret it. I, I agree with the thought process here, but also I don't know if he would. Deion Sanders is such a big personality he seems to have, he has to have a lot of confidence being a former number one cornerback in the league. I don't know if he regrets many decisions. No. Uh, well, maybe I know what you're saying. Like, a word, but yeah. What if I moved up to FBS? But I, I don't even think Dion lives off what ifs. I think he's just like, this is what I did. It was the right call. I'm awesome. You know, it, it's all about confidence. That's what they say. Yeah. And, and that's not a knock on Dion, by the way. I wish yeah. I had that confidence. <laughs> uh, but moving back to, actually, no, we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay in the below FBS level right now. Did you see the score of Stephen F. Austin taking oh on NAIA goodness. Wagner State? That was atrocious. What was happening? That was, you know what that was? You know what that was? That was the modern-day equivalent of, ironically, Georgia Tech beating up on Cumberland 222 to nothing in 1906. Wait, 1906? Yeah, I think I got that year right. It was 212. 212. But also, 10 points off in a 200-plus score game really doesn't matter. I'm splitting hairs there. (laughs) But I think it's insane. That's the most ridiculous scoreline I've ever seen, except outside of, like, maybe women's basketball. Because in the Olympics, the U.S. women's team will win, like, 130 to nothing sometimes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But in college football, that's the most ridiculous score I've ever seen in my lifetime, my father's lifetime, or my grandfather's lifetime. And that's not even half the score, point point total, of that 212 to nothing game. I know, it's ridiculous. Uh, the score of that game was 98 to nothing, by the way. I don't think we actually mentioned it. But at work, some of my coworkers were talking like, why do these G5 schools go play on Alabama or uh, on Ohio State? Because they're getting millions of dollars to do it. But they're yeah. also not getting blowed out 98. Why is it? it? It's basically one step down. It's like an FBS playing an FCS or an FCS playing a D2. It's D3 versus NAIA. But still. Yeah. That's going to hurt. It doesn't matter how you slice it. <laughs> Insane. Shout out for Stephen F. Austin, though. That is hell. I died laughing when I saw this. I thought I was watching. 
Actually, I just thought I was watching basketball at that point. That's ridiculous. That scoreline was ridiculous. Absurd. Like, it would you... be absurd for a basketball score now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, it would be. Because, like, how do you not score a basket? How do you not get, like, a trick play or get into field goal range and maybe hit a field goal? It wouldn't matter whatsoever. Yeah. But I wonder, unfortunately, like, nowhere has lines for D3 games. I really wonder if Stephen F. Austin covered. Or if they're like, this is, they're going to win by 100. This is absurd. Why are they playing this team? Why are they playing Wagner? They're not. And also, Stephen F. Austin isn't even that great of a D3 program. I, I was going to say, I was like, it's it, it's not that high of a step. Like, when you think about it. Or, or, oh, wait, like, no, I'm some... sorry. I'm sorry. They're not D3. I'm stupid. They're FCS. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. Because I was going to say, I thought I heard of them before, but... Why did I think they were D3? I think I saw another D3 score. But sorry, so I'm wrong. They're FCS. They're not even a good FCS program, but why are you scheduling an NAIA program? Why yeah. is, What does Wagner have against their students? Uh, $1.5 million, maybe. That's fair. That's I, I'm not looking for Wagner State. I'm looking for the whatever Wagner Stephen F. Austin played. It's like, oh, uh, Wagner Seahawks football. They're an FCS. No, they're not. They are clearly not. Uh, it, it yeah. There's no logo. Warner, not w- Wagner. Warner. Jeez, I'm really fucking up today. Uh, but still, uh, blowout. Um. Also, quick note. Hurricane Ian is causing some college football game shuffles, and I'm just using this as a segue to something else. Uh, USF versus ECU is moving to FAU Stadium in Boca Raton. Uh, Time's not moving. Florida versus Eastern Washington is being moved to Sunday at noon. And South Carolina versus South Carolina State is being moved to Thursday at 7, so that game's getting moved up. So if you're going to bet on any of those, make sure you pay attention to the time. Uh, So also, quick prayer for Miami. This has nothing to do with Hurricane Ian. This has everything to do with them losing by two scores to Middle Tennessee State. Or, yeah, Middle Tennessee State. How the fuck? People were touting Trevor Van Dyke as a potential first-round pick. He went 16 for 32 for 138 yards, a touchdown, and two picks against Middle Tennessee. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. I literally don't know how to describe that, Kevin. It, it was it was such shambles that I 
I was I wasn't watching the game per se. I was checking the the score as it was coming up, but I was just like, I I thought I was misreading it. I thought I was just scrolling too fast, like through the through score updates. I was like, oh, that's weird. I'll just scroll back. What? How? What? Where? When? <laughs> Asking all of the presumptive questions. Yeah, I mean, I. And also, I would like to take this moment to say I was right. Uh, Mario Cristobal is not the guy. He's not a very good coach. I've been saying this. People called me crazy, but he won the Pac-12 a few times. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He is not a very good coach. And it's proven. It, they're showing this. You had a number, potential, not number one overall, but first round draft pick at quarterback this year. He's got to stay another year and either transfer or hope they get a new coach <laughs> because he's not a first-round pick with Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal, in a lot of Oregon fans, see this way. Justin Herbert was a first-round pick in spite of Mario Cristobal, not because of him. And Miami fans are already pulling the plug on the Mario Cristobal experience. Yeah, but like in fairness to Mario Cristobal... Like, he only just started. Like, sh- surely you'd give the guy a little bit more time to get his guys in, get his style of play. I know he's adjusting from the Pac-12 to the, the SEC, uh, excuse me, ACC, but even still, you got to oh. give the guy more than a couple games. If, if this was a close game against, like, a middle-of-the-road ACC team, yeah, I'd give him a pass. Yeah. The competition level from Pac-12 to a group of five school, for the most part, Middle Tennessee, especially, is a step down. It, they are not as competitive. That is true. And that is true. I, I have had doubts about Miami's roster. I didn't think Manny Diaz recruited very well. I think he kind of lost control of that team. They were partying a bit too much. Manny Diaz doesn't lose that game. At the very least, he doesn't lose it by two scores. That's that's fair. Uh, and it wasn't even the quarterback. Uh, MTSU coach, I forget his name was on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville talking about it. And here's what he had to say about that game. Two goal line stands, we stop them down there. They ran for 194 yards against Texas A&M, the number whatever team in the country mm-hmm. they were. They ran for 68 against us. They averaged 1.6 yards per carry. They gave us 1.5 million, but they got 1.6 yards <laughs> per carry. But – you know, just, I don't know where that came from. Hey, you, hey, that came, I'll tell you where it came from, Coach. It came from your soul. Hey, you talking about? It came from your soul, Coach. That is the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard a coach say. They that, gave that, us 1.5 million, but they got 1.6. That That is spur of the moment, grade A sh- uh, trolling right there. That's what that is. Like you have to, you have, the guy even said he goes, it, it comes from your soul, coach. What a fucking line. So, like I said, that was 104.5 the zone in Nashville. 3HL is the show. That man, and I'm glad you brought up what he said. That man is Ron Slay, uh, SEC player of the year in 2003, third team All American, uh, played for Tennessee in basketball. That man's the most electric player or the most electric person on radio in the world. He was talking about the Florida versus Tennessee game last week, and I'm just going to play. Yes, I downloaded two clips for Ron Slate because this man is that good. 
I mean, there's been some good Tennessee teams, too, yes. in that time well, frame. In 1990, obvious. they were in the top five, yeah. but so was Florida. So, right. Joseph? Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement. Oh. I don't give a damn. Go Vols. We're going to run these Gators smooth up out of Rocky Top. I don't care nothing about no stats. I don't care nothing about Redale Anthony. I don't care nothing about the free Jamal Curse. If he ain't got Titans Blue on, I don't care nothing about Rex Grossman. I don't care about Steve Spurrier. Ain't no visor coming up to Rocky Top. Danny White. Josh Heupel, the neon lights, the fireworks, the running out the team, Alice Wilson, and then Hunter is going down. Go to break, huh? I don't know what they talking about. Electric factory. Jesus. Guy. <laughs> that guy could motivate you to do anything. That man could motivate me at halftime to come back from... 45 nothing down against Stephen F. Austin, thinking I was going to go out there and win. God, I Ron, feel so electrified. I don't know what to do with all this energy now. And we still have <laughs> so many topics to go through. I'm ready to run through a brick wall for Ron Slate. Oh, for, forget Dion. Forget Dion. Georgia Tech needs to go after Ron Slay to lead. Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets, to greatness. Phenomenal. Can't wait for it. I have nothing else to add to that. I just really wanted to talk about that. <laughs> That's wonderful, Kevin. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's just do our, what was this, week four, I think? Yeah, our week four recap. Uh, it was... Karen, have you decided if we're both getting a win for Tennessee or if we're both getting a loss? I here's the thing, Kevin. It's it's me 0 for four, uh, or you four for four, and I will never let you have the satisfaction of going four for four. Not while I still breathe. So you're until going, I until I legitimately go four for four. Until next you week. legitimately do it, I am gonna never give you the satisfaction of it. Okay, I okay. We'll just talk about that game first, anyway. So, Florida at Tennessee at Nayland Stadium. Tennessee was minus 11, 62 and a half over under. The final score was 38 to 33, Tennessee. So, Tennessee didn't cover and the over hit. Kiernan and I, Kiernan actually had the under. Kiernan and I had the under. I had the under by 0.5, so I'm pissed. Kiernan had 36 20, I had 42 14. If I did 42 15, I would have hit the over. And Don't I no, I'm not even. I'm, I'm dumb. We both we both had 56. We both had the under by a lot. I'm dumb. This is not a great show for me, Kieran. This isn't going well. It's I'm just you're too, too jazzed up on Ron. Uh, <laughs> Ron Slate. Yeah, Ron I was Slate. watching his highlights while <laughs> I was getting ready for the show. Actually, like I was going through his Twitter and any video he retweeted of their show, I was watching it. I was ready to go for like an hour and a half before we started recording. But so that's our, that's my one L for the week. That's one of four Kiernan L's for the week. Next up, Clemson at Wake Forest at Truist Field in Winston Stadium or Winston Salem. Jeez. Clemson was a minus seven, 55 and a half over under. Kiernan had Wake Forest 28, 21. I had Clemson 20 to 10. Clemson that won game was fucking bullshit. That game was fucking bullshit. They were winning the entire time. I'm so mad. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, you weren't wrong. They did a team won by one score. It just happened to be Clemson, so I get the win there. Uh, Next up, Duke at Kansas. In Kansas, or in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, Kansas was a minus nine with a 64 over under. Kiernan had 38-28. I had 33-21. We both had Kansas winning. Kansas won 35-27. So based on my math, which is always wrong. Yeah, Kiernan, you should be really pissed about this one, actually. I know. I'm pissed about all of them, Kevin. So the over-under was 64. Kansas, with a score of this game, was 62. So I just hit the under. And you're just hit the under, so I got the win off of that as well. And now on to James Madison at App State, at Kid Brewer Stadium in that Hillbilly State Boone, North Carolina. App State was a minus 7.5 with a 58 over under. James Madison won 32-28. I had James Madison winning 21-14. Kiernan picked App State 38-17. That means it's comeback season. Week one, or week real week one, I was down 4-0. Week two, I was down 5-3. Week three, 6-4. Week four, 7-5. After last week, week five, we're going in 8-7, and seven, baby. Ken, how you feeling? No comment. That's no comment. Fair. Uh Kieran, do you want to do dog of the week? Yes. Uh so I, I gotta, just I gotta play move the clip on. unless they took oh, it out. No. This is how we do it for the dogs. So my dog of the week is this isn't so much how he played per se but it's just the fucking audacity uh marvin harrison jr of osu dripping in louis vuitton cleats and an apple watch like i understand that you you know he might have he probably got an nil deal i understand that he wants to flash the cash i get it i'm not an idiot and you want to buy the most expensive stuff. You want to buy the Apple Watch. You want to buy the Louis Vuitton shoes, bag, belt, whatever they're selling. But to buy cleats made by them, I can't even confirm nor deny how good those cleats are. I've never seen them before. So that's part number one. And secondly, I thought jewelry wasn't allowed in college football. I guess Apple Watch is tracking your heart don't count. So absolute grade a dog moves here by just uh flexing on the defense as you outperform them (laughs) that's fair i i'm trying to see if he had what nil deals he has but i can't find anywhere that lists them out oh why he didn't break ncaa rules by wearing an apple watch and louis vuitton cleats uh let's see what it was oh he might have it doesn't matter. He'll just pay the fine with the NIL money he got. That's true. Oh, actually, he doesn't. It is an electronic communication device, but it can be if it can be used to gather biometric data. It's fine. Tracking the heart. There yeah. you go. So you were right. Uh, 
And the NCAA does not have any rules about cleats. There you go. So uh, as long so as it's not it purely, purely for the flex. Oh, my dog of the week. Dog of the week. That's fair. Uh, I have two dog of the weeks real, really quick. Go on. Two. Uh, first one is my man, Caleb Junko. Pitt Panthers third string kicker. A redshirt freshman walk-on. Uh, Pitt was playing University of Rhode Island this weekend. They were trying to run down the clock to end the game because they were up by two scores. With two minutes left, Pitt's running back found an open hole. No one was in front of him. He scored a touchdown. You do what you got to do to get your draft stock up. You got to score that touchdown. Uh, URI did not like that. Came around the edge of the extra point and just drilled the kicker. So the kicker's out for the kickoff. Uh, their other kicker, who they might have do it, doesn't have a strong enough leg or wasn't was out this week. So Caleb Junko came in, third string. The plan was just boot it deep, let the game end. Caleb Junko went rogue. He onside kicked the ball to himself as revenge for his fallen special teams comrade and got an earful from Pat Narduzzi about it. <laughs> Dog of the week. Also, his grandfather has been involved with Pitt Panthers football for about 30 years now, which is hilarious to me. He has a the defensive line room is named after him. And also, my second dog of the week is me for coming back from 4-0 down after week zero. Oh, shut up. I think Petty that's talk. fair. I think you, that's You did fair. nothing but select teams. That's all you did, Kevin, and got lucky with the over and unders. Get out of here. People have made millions do that. What are you talking about? That's gambling, yeah. baby. Yeah, but you didn't. So that's what the difference. Yeah, it's illegal in my state. You, what do you expect me to do? Not anymore, it isn't. Well, up until... They, they, they haven't issued any licenses. I... You know what I mean, is that it is... It is in the books of being legal. They just need to sort out the details. You know what I meant. Yes, uh, that was more frustration of the fact that they're like, oh, it'll be ready for NFL season. I didn't believe that for a second. Now it might be ready for NFL playoffs. Uh, If I can't put my entire paycheck down on Washington State covering the spread against Eastern Washington, I don't want it. Like, what are you you talking about? Uh, But... Let's go over the AP poll real quick. And I have some thoughts this week. Joel Klatt is basically saying the same things I'm thinking, which I don't like in the AP poll is causing this. So others receiving votes. Kansas with 125, Cincinnati with 60, Florida with 56, Washington State with 31, Syracuse with 22, Oregon State with 16, Texas Tech with 11, LSU with 7, UCLA with 3, Tulane with 3, and TCU with 1. Why the fuck isn't kansas ranked seriously kansas like, state is yeah because they beat oklahoma over the state of kansas yeah it, it's so dumb pit why is pit is only ranked still because they had the luxury of being ranked 17th at the beginning of the season kansas who's dominating they just beat an undefeated Duke team. And I know Duke's not good, but this is the problem with preseason polls. The first poll shouldn't come out until week four at the earliest. 
or get rid of the AP poll. You do it after the season ends, and that's it. That's all that fucking matters. Because it goes into then impacting the college football playoff poll. Because they're generally within one or two spots of where they're ranked for the first couple. And then that, in turn, impacts. If Alabama's one in the AP poll, they're probably going to be one in this first college football playoff ranking. And then if they lose, they're going to get back into the college football playoffs. I love it. You don't. But if Minnesota's 4-0 and and winning pretty convincingly against teams, they're ranked 21st. They might not be ranked in the first college football playoff poll. And then it doesn't matter what they do. If they lose a game, they're done. Any more hot takes there, Kevin? Uh, yeah, Kansas is going to the college football playoffs. Love it. Way to end with a bang on that one, Kevin. God damn. Do you have any thoughts on others receiving votes after I just screamed? Uh, not really. I think that out of the rest that are receiving votes, I think only Kansas is really in a deserving spot to get one of those spots, and I think they should probably replace Pitt. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But Kansas is, but here's the thing, Kevin, with, with Kansas, is that they're not known as a football school. So, like, I understand that you have committees and you have, you know, the computer to spit out two names, uh, or you know, just, just you can input any number of variables and things like that. But in the end, you're going to, you're going to have to look at yourself and say, okay, what are the actual likelihood that Kansas is going to make a run for at least at the very minimum an SEC uh, a big 12 a big 12 championship yes sorry I could not find the words there and I messed up the conference as well but the fact of the matter is is like when you look at these two when you look at these teams you're like all right I know that they're not gonna do this well is this just going to be a situation where it's you know early season they're getting a lot of luck or whatever this that and the other thing or are they like a genuine contender and you're not going to know that until week what week 10 maybe like which is why the preseason poll is stupid no i'm not saying it's not stupid i'm just saying that realistically if you were the people at the ap ap poll trying to figure this out you're not you're going to say okay kansas is obviously you know this isn't this isn't maybe the cinderella run that cincinnati had last year it's going to be much more realistic i guess and they're you know if they lose next week what happens 
kind of thing. I just, I hate how in college football, and I'm, I'm a beneficiary of it all the time, uh, how it's, oh, well, they've been good before, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. What, what are you talking like? Let's say Kansas State next week. Not Kansas State. Let's say Kansas, because Kansas State already has lost. Let's say Kansas next week is playing a tight game, and they lose on a bullshit. They're playing Iowa State next week. So that's a pretty good team. Uh, let's say they lose a bullshit call. Pass interference wasn't called. It was called, and it hurt them at the end of the game. They're not receiving votes next week. At the very least, they're getting like maybe 50 after getting 125. And also, people who vote on the AP poll don't know what the fuck they're voting on. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. And this partially plays into the, oh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Did you know that like three people before Georgia played Kent State had Alabama still at their number one spot? None of them were the Alabama voters, by the way. Why Why are you putting Alabama before last week? You had really no argument for having them be above Georgia. But then also this week, after winning but a close game against Kent State, Georgia still is the clear-cut number one. So which is it? Are we giving Alabama the benefit of the doubt as the dynasty, or is Georgia the best team in the country? And I'm not saying Georgia shouldn't be number one. I think the AP poll is extremely reactionary and drops teams way too quickly or raises them way too quickly, i.e. Florida after beating an overranked Utah team. This is the point in the season where the AP poll breaks my brain. It's only going to get worse from here, folks. Let's move into the actual AP poll. As we said. The, the AP oh. poll is a, is a garbage piece of useless information that doesn't reflect the actual playing statistics and games of, of, the, uh, of the past few weeks. So we're going to talk about who's ranked where in it. I mean, yeah, it's fucking content. What do you, what do you expect from me? I'm just trying to make content, Kiernan. Uh, Kansas State at 25, Pitt at 24, Florida State at 23, Wake Forest at 22, and Minnesota at 21. Pitt should not be ranked still. If they lose against Georgia Tech, they most certainly won't be. Oh, I, I'm usually a big Pitt fan. I'm kind of hoping they do. Uh, yeah, I am too. <laughs> but I Although, am biased for stately reasons. Yes, I get why you want this. I want this because, oh my god, if they lose to Georgia Tech and drop to 25, I'm going to have an aneurysm on the show. <laughs> The first two minutes is just going to be Kevin spazzing out. <laughs> because, like, I don't really... I I watch the games. I don't really look at the eight people outside of, like, the top ten until right before we record. So this reaction is, like, live reactions to the eight people. So, yeah, that's uh, that's story of how I'll die. And then, Kiernan, you got to carry on the show in my memory. Fair enough. I'll get Jared on to replace you. Please get someone better. Uh <laughs> Arkansas at number 20. I'm already annoying enough with my Alabama bias. Do you really think they then want to go to Miami bias? Oh, yeah, that's arguably worse. At least yeah. Alabama can back it up. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, Arkansas at 20, BYU at 19, Oklahoma at 18, Texas A&M at 17, and Baylor at 16. I, I mean, I don't have huge issues here, I guess. I still uh, think it's stupid, but... I just want to say ha 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 to Oklahoma for losing to Kansas State. How's it feel? That's your, oh, and they're, they're ranked above Kansas State still, even though Kansas State just won. What the fuck? Well, in fairness, Kansas State wasn't ranked last week. Neither was Florida until they beat Utah, and then they jumped Utah. And then people realized, oh, wait, they're both trash. <laughs> Wake Forest has to beat Florida next week, then. Oh. Florida State, excuse me, Florida State. Sorry, Florida State. Uh, yeah. It's about time. Mike Norvell's had it too good for too long. And by for too long, I mean for four games. <laughs> uh, 15, Washington. 14, Ole Miss. 13, Oregon. 12, Utah. And 11, your Penn State Nittany Lions. Moving up three spots this week. Karen, how you feeling? Uh, as per last week, every, every step up is more anxiety uh, to me. And I hate it because... It's one of those things where Penn State goes on these, I don't want to say run of successes, but like they win, you know, say eight games in a row and then they lose to a team that they absolutely should beat, like say Maryland or something, you know, ridiculous like that. And then we're like, oh, so we're not that good of a team after all. All right, cool. That's fair. Um, So that's just going to be me the entire season. That's fair. Um, You know what? I... You're not going to, you might agree with this. You might not like it. So they're going to beat Northwestern this week. It's Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Then they play Michigan. Yes, we will be picking that game, Kiernan, in two weeks, but, or kill in three me. weeks, actually. Just, they, have, just they have a bye week October 8th. Kill me, Kevin. Penn State's winning that game. Oh, I, I, I want to agree with you. I really do, but I am just too nervous to make that Penn, claim. State is going to walk into Ann Arbor and put those ugly maize-colored uniforms into a place where they don't want to go. And then they're going to lose to Minnesota. Oh, gosh. Fuck. Am I wrong? No, no, you're 100% right, and I hate it. I just hate it. Oh God! Oh, Minnesota at home, like they are playing. Oh yeah, no, in I, Happy Valley, like they are. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. They will lose. Yeah, <laughs> only if they beat Michigan. If they lose to Michigan, then they will beat Minnesota because they will be out. Like I said, they're like eleven to like eighteen is their sweet spot. If they're above yeah. it, yeah, I don't think Northwestern will necessarily get them above eleven, especially if everyone else above them wins. So. They will beat Michigan to get into like maybe the top seven if they beat Michigan. And then they will lose to Minnesota and go back down to like 14. Yeah. So it's been a year, Kieran. I finally know how Penn State works. Thanks to you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Moving on NC State at 10, Oklahoma State at nine, Tennessee at eight, Kentucky at seven, USC at six. I I actually don't hate this. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that actually. I'm I'm, I'm okay fine. with ten through six. 
Uh, I think Colin Coward's an idiot. Because he was talking about how Oklahoma just lost and they had all the momentum going into this season. And USC is suddenly looking great with Lincoln Riley. Oklahoma had no fucking momentum going into the season. What are you talking about? Yeah, they lost all of their momentum when they Lincoln Riley left. <laughs> they struggled down the stretch last year. Didn't make the college football playoffs. Didn't make the Big 12 championship. Uh, lost their coach, their entire coaching staff, their starting quarterback, a wide receiver. All of their recruiting class seemingly bounced to to USC. What are you talking about, Colin Coward, you idiot? I, I, I don't know how I... I don't know how it's possible, but like this is like the one area of like working life where you can just make outrageous statements and be entirely wrong and have no repercussions from for your job. Like that statement factually, like what you just said makes no sense from Colin Gower's point of view like it, it doesn't make any sense that he had they had any momentum whatsoever in fact they probably had no momentum and the fact that they won three games out of the gate is is benefit or like a fucking luck of the draw sort of situation yeah and it's i mean not i i know why it's because colin coward loves like la things he loves like la bay area he loved the 49ers until trey lance did some things he loves USC. He loves Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley's his golden boy. Even after fucking Oklahoma harder than Trey Lance fucked Coward's daughter. So it, oh. it all makes sense. Colin Coward's a scumbag, and he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, moving on. Number five, Clemson. Number four, Michigan. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Alabama. Number one, Georgia. If Alabama can drop after struggling on the road against a power five opponent. Why can't Georgia drop after struggling at home against a group of five opponent? I'm going to say it, Kevin, the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and, and, and am I saying Georgia should have dropped? No, they didn't cover, but they still won by 17 but I'm just happy this is ending the Stetson Bennett Heisman talk. Oh, yeah, thank God. It wasn't happening. Uh, Georgia fans are delusional. I know he was up there in odds, but that's all based on betting. So Georgia fans were just putting money down on Stetson Bennett winning the Heisman after like week two. And now they will lose their money, and I am happy. <laughs> but any any thoughts in the top five? Also, Michigan has played nobody. Why are they four? They're going to lose to Iowa this week. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a big talking point that's been going around is that Michigan has had the cupcake schedule of cupcake schedules. Like it's ridiculous how easy they have had it. And like, uh, what was the thing with Iowa? It's the last time they've. Uh, uh, so in Iowa's last six home games against AP top five teams, yes, thank 2008, you. they played number three, Penn state won 24 to 23, 2010, they played number five, Michigan state won 37 to six, 2016 played number two, Michigan won 14 to 13, 2017 played number four, Penn state lost 21 to 19, 2017 played number three, Ohio state won 55 to 24, 2021 played number four, Penn state won 23 to 20. 
So Penn State's really the only acceptable challenge for Iowa. Anyway, um, the fact of the matter is, is that Iowa will absolutely crush Michigan. There's no chance they win. Uh, Michigan, that is. I, I feel confident enough to say that it, because Iowa has the record has, has a record of doing this. They they take top five teams and they break them down and drop them. They drop them, you know, out of the top ten or even out of the top twenty five, uh, except for Ohio State, of course, because they're golden child of the Big Ten. But um, yeah, I I don't think Michigan stands a chance. And also, I know we talked a lot about uh, Iowa's offensive woes. They still have one of the best defenses in the country. Exactly. 23 points. That's all they've let up this season. Yeah, I think they have like the 130th ranked offense. Not 130th, but like really bad offense. But then the sixth ranked defense. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, And look, I'm going to say it. J.J. McCarthy did not look good against Maryland. And I know I've been high on J.J. McCarthy, but this is basically what I said. Oh, also, yeah, 130th-ranked offense, 6th-ranked defense. Uh, he has He's going to lose you some games. He's going to win you some games. He, he didn't lose, luckily, but that's mo- what I was talking about. He relies on his talent too much a bit. It bailed him out, but that should have been an easy game. Yeah. We'll see what happens when they start playing actual competition fair which is this weekend uh moving on to our week five picks we're not picking the michigan iowa game because i think we just both pick iowa which is no fun i like to have a little drama first up number nine oklahoma state at number 16 baylor kickoff is at 330 it's at mclean stadium in waco baylor's a minus two and a half with an over under 56.5 kieran who are you rocking with uh, I'm rocking with Oklahoma State. I think they have, they are an actual team in Oklahoma that does have momentum. Uh, I think it will be a close game uh, based on the, not just based on the spread at two and a half, but I genuinely think uh, Oklahoma State, it will be close. So I'm going to say like 35-31 Oklahoma State. Okay, I... I'm picking Oklahoma State. Uh, I think they're going to roll into Waco like some federal agents and just start. I'm not going to finish that statement. Um, <laughs> I, I actually think it's going to be a close game like you. I think it's going to be even closer than that, but it is the Big 12, so no defense allowed. Oh, uh, I have Oklahoma I State 42 <laughs> to 39. Uh, you got the over. Yeah, I'll keep it. So It doesn't matter if you do 35, 31, or if you do 65 to 61. I mean, the over, you got the over. That's really all I look at for this, so. But also, if if you did do that, and it was like 55 to 51, I would just give you the win because you were so close. But, I don't know. The Big 12 sometimes plays defense. Also, these scores are not locked in until kickoff, so if you want to change one, you can just text me later. All right. I'm not going to be a dick. It's like pickums. You can change it last second. Yes. Oh, also, thank you for reminding me. Do not Perfect. forget to make your picks this week for the tailgate on the quad CFB pick'em presented by Run Your Pool. Uh, I forgot to do that a couple weeks ago. I dropped out of the top five to like number thirty, I think, which is not great. Working my way back up, but yeah, not not ideal. Uh, moving on, number ten, NC State versus number five, Clemson. 
Kickoff's at 3.30. It's at Memorial Stadium in Clemson in that stupid run down a hill and touch a fucking rock. Uh, Clemson's minus 6.5 with an over-under of 40. I am rocking with the Wolf Pack on this one. We're going with the state schools this week. I'm going to go NC State 21 to uh, 18. Going with the under there, Kevin? Yeah. I debated doing 19 to get the push. If <laughs> by some look like a genius if the score is 40. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, I have to agree with you. I want somebody to just, I want the wolf pack to go in there and just smack Dabo Sweeney's stupid face up. Uh, I'm going to go with 27, 24. You see last week, uh, so Dabo like just lets all his kids play on the team. They were all good high school players, but they all walked on and they were always on kickoff. Wake Forest started intentionally kicking to Drew Sweeney. Love it. And then eventually they took him off and they still kicked to where Drew Sweeney would have been. And then he returned it to like the 50. So not great. They probably should have paid attention to who you're kicking to. Uh, next up, number seven, Kentucky versus number 14, Ole Miss. Kickoff is at 12 at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi. Mississippi's a minus 6.5 with a 54.5 over under. Kiernan, who are you rocking with? I am torn because I really want Kentucky to do well. But at the same time, I think Ole Miss is probably good enough to beat them. So... Uh, do I go with my gut or do I go with like what I want to see happen? Uh, I always say go with your gut when it comes to betting. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, Kentucky. I do not want to see you lose. I, I want to be wrong in this, but I'm giving it to Old Miss. Uh, I got to give him 34-24. I, I feel awful for saying that. I want UK to win. I'm okay with taking an L, but damn. I don't think they can do it. Sorry, can you repeat that? My friend texted me something. So, um, which part? The score? Yeah. 34-24. 34-24. All right. I am – I'm also going with Joey Freshwater on this one. I just – I don't know. I just got a feeling. I'm going to go 33-21 to 21, Ole Miss. You – Absolute fucking prices right at me. <laughs> you did that a couple weeks ago to me. I do it all the time. <laughs> this is a one-way street, Kevin, and it's me. <laughs> this is a one-way street, and it's me. I don't know. Love Put it. That... <laughs> Love it. I was going with something with, like, this is a one-way street, and it's my way or the highway, and that's what I came up with. So just I love it. it. I love it. Next up, we have Navy at Air Force. Kickoff's at 12. It is at Falcon State. Did you know Air Force Academy, Colorado, is technically a town? By the I way. Didn't. No, I didn't know. I, I learned that this week. Uh, it's it's at Air Force. Air Force is a minus 14 with a 37 and a half over under. I have no idea what I'm doing on this one. I'm going to go with Navy. I'm going to go... 13 to 7. 
I love I love how small the score is. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm gonna go with the far more confident looking Air Force. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, eighteen to three. So this is the one game that will decide this week, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. Fair. I always love when that happens. Yeah, it's uh, going to be great. Four for yeah, four, this... baby. Come on. <laughs> I would laugh really hard if the under hits in the Ole Miss game. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's why you don't go four for four. Oh, shut up, Kevin. I don't need this. As a final score update, I'm up eight to seven after comeback season. It's not comeback season when it's only week one. What are you talking about? I was down four zero. That it's like, yeah, and I could have gone zero and four the next week, and I just took me to week four to do it. So like, it's not comeback season. It's comeback season. Oh god, call me Kim Kardashian because I got some cum on my back. Uh. Speaking of Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin is... Hold on, hold on. Stop right there. What the (laughs) fuck was that segue? What, we just talked about Kentucky versus Ole Miss. Oh, Jesus. All right. Move on. Uh, So Lane Kiffin is linked to a lot of coaching rumors. This week, he has seemingly shut them all down by tweeting out a news article talking about how Lane Kiffin and Mark Stoops should... Ignore Auburn and Nebraska. They can make the college football playoffs with Kentucky and Ole Miss. I don't disagree, and I don't think Lane was ever going to Auburn. No. Uh, He's never going back to Alabama, which I'm very sad about. But just thought that was fun. Uh, UConn is potentially – they have a bunch of injuries, and it's UConn, so they're not very good, so it doesn't matter. UConn is potentially starting – Defensive lineman Jelani Stafford at running back, who is 6'3", 300 pounds, and played running back in high school. God, I want this man to be electric, and I want him to become a full-time running back. Jelani Stafford is the the player that you make uh, in NCAA or uh, NFL, you know, 18 or whatever, that you just absolutely max out and then have him play a skill position. That's what this is, is essentially they're playing NCAA uh, 22 just in real life. That's what that's what UConn is doing. And I love it. I yeah. this I hope this looks like Derrick Henry on steroids. And Derrick <laughs> Henry already looks like a running back on steroids. It's going to be great. Who's UConn playing this week, actually? Uh, either a really good team or a really bad team, I feel. Um, they are playing... Ah, they're playing Fresno State. So, like, middle of the road. Oh, man, I feel bad for the Fresno State defensive backs. Oh, I need Jelani to break into the second level. Like, I need air to breathe. <laughs> like, a fish needs water. Like, I need air. <laughs> I need Jelani Stevens. Stafford, uh, excuse me. It it would be perfect. I mean, I I really don't care what happens the rest of the season. If he gets like a sixty yard touchdown run, I I don't care. I'm happy. Yeah. 
actually, we have one last topic that I did not tell Kiernan we were talking about. Because I wanted his live reaction, even though he's probably already seen this. And this week's Who's the Idiot is going to be Penn State football. Woo-hoo. Who's the Idiot is brought to you. This isn't really Who's the Idiot. I just had to plug a sponsor. Brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code TAILGATE for 10% off of your order. Again, wear them every day. Wear them at night. Wear them to bed. They're that nice. They're that comfortable. You got to wake up looking fly in case someone breaks in. Uh, it's 2022, and I just said the phrase fly unironically. This, <laughs> this is rough. He's dating himself. Well, no one else will date me, so might as well. Uh, Fair play. Penn State will begin beer sales throughout all of Beaver Stadium Saturday versus Northwestern, except areas near the student section. And this is a common theme throughout college football, so it's really teams. Are they dumb for not selling beer in the student section? Uh, so that is a – that all that is is just a way for them to save their own skin because they'll say, oh, we didn't sell it to students. We don't know how they got it. And despite, you know, nine people probably – probably having to go to the hospital to get their stomach pumped. It's like, oh, it's not our fault. They're not, you know, they shouldn't have been drinking it in the first place and things like that. It's, it's, it, it, all it is is a tactic to save their own skin. They're, if you don't think that students are in, innovative enough to find a way around it or just a 21-year-old walk 30 feet in the other direction – and go get a beer. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to assume that anything like it's going to stop anybody from getting it. Plus they're all blacked out by the time they even get in there. Anyway, it's not like they stay for the game. See, so I'm curious what near the student section means. It means any, well, I tell you what it means. Cause I've been there. It, it means any seating that isn't directly under a student section. So like, you know, it's broken up into sections across the South end zone. It's just basically anywhere from the two, two wings, uh, East and West back up to the North end zone. That's all that means. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if it meant like sections next to it. They're also, they're just gonna sell it like one section. Uh, no, they are. That's, that's literally what it is. It's, it's, that's it's, so stupid. Yeah, if you don't, yeah. Even and besides it's a stadium, it's not that far of a walk. No, I know, but I don't know. I feel like in the middle of a good game, like in between the first and the second quarter, if there's a place I can get beer, like right at the end of my section, I'm going to go get a beer. Yeah. If I have to walk across the stadium in between quarters, I'm not going to do it. I'll do it at halftime or something, and then I'll buy less beer. Yeah, and also now that Plus, thinking... oh, oh, yeah, sorry. I think that they'll also probably have additional security at the entrances of the student sections to like, make sure nobody goes in there with it, which again, people sneak like uh, uh, people uh, who were having this debate the other day, Kevin, about calling them nips or calling them shooters. Um, Nips. Yeah. Nips. That's what they are. But anyway, people sneak nips into the beer stadium all the time. I've done it. It's not difficult. You know, you just get a plastic cap and it's, tuck it into your waistband it's not like difficult to do oh uh, yeah back to about students sneaking beer in 
uh, at Alabama, you'd wear pants and a cowboy boot and cowboy boots. You'd put a flask in the boot. Yeah. You'd put. Do you have tie flasks? I had a friend who wore a tie flask to every game, filled with whiskey or rum. I walked into Bryant Denny Stadium with a beer in my back pocket. Now, after I got in and got to my seats, I was caught with it and it proceeded to be thrown out. But they were like, how did you get this in? I walked in. No, how how did you get the beer in? I walked in. Yeah, but how did you get in with the beer? I scanned my student ID so they knew I had a ticket, and then I walked to my seat. Yeah, but like, how did you get... Look, guys, security's not great here. Can, <laughs> am I in trouble or can I leave? Like, well, your punishment's getting kicked out of the game. We're way past that. Yeah. I know I'm getting kicked out. Do I have to do anything else? No. All right, cool. Have a good night and walked out. Yeah. Plus, also, I think actually, now that I think about more, this is more dangerous for the students. Arguably, yeah. Because let's say you're, you're, you got a buzz going at the tailgate, you're having a good time. You know you can go get a beer once you get in the stadium, so you don't need to drink that much more. Maybe a little bit more to keep your buzz going while waiting in line. But, or, oh, I can't drink for four hours. I don't want to lose my buzz. I'm going to chug this entire bottle of whiskey. What sounds more dangerous to you, Kiernan? The entire bottle of whiskey. But also, what happens more is the the latter, is drinking more whiskey. Like, I, I just... I understand that they want to get money from the beer sales. I get that. But don't make it a big thing. Just say, all right, you have your ID. It's You either scan it or somebody checks it and they give you a beer. Stop making it this, you know, sort of, oh, we're not going to sell it to the student section. So, you know, it's not on our heads if something happens. Just, you know, it's going to happen. Why punish those that are, you know, that are just in, trying to enjoy an ice cold beverage? Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I want to say Penn State should care about their students and protect the kids, but we all know that's not Penn State's forte. Oh, fuck. Oh, uh, you knew that was coming, buddy. Yeah. So, final judgment. Who's the idiot? Is it Penn State or me for complaining about Penn State not selling beer to students? Uh, I would say probably Penn State not selling beer to students. Okay, I agree. Penn State's an idiot here. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, check us out next week. We record, we drop Thursday mornings. You know that because you're listening to this. Also, someone I work with asked for the name of this podcast, and I just refuse to give it to them. I don't. I don't need. I don't need Dan knowing what I say in my free time about. So this things. begs the question: How did you answer that? No. <laughs> you straight up told him no. Do you do you still like do podcasts? I'm like, yeah, I record every Wednesday. Oh, what's the name of your podcast? No. That's fucking hilarious. Why not? Uh, the language is terrible. It's like, Kevin, I was in the army. What's the name of your podcast? Yeah, wh- yeah. Seriously, how did you get? How did you manage to get out of that? Um, he started talking about his friend who played BC football, and I had a meeting at eleven, so I walked away. Perfect. I waited till he finished ranting, and he's like, "Oh, you got a meeting? I'll let you go." And then walked away, and he hasn't brought it up since. Fantastic. One, two, All right. Three. Good night. <laughs> So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed students. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment. But, but you know, 
go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year. Half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 